Welcome to Podcast West Seattle. My name is Andrew. On this episode of Podcast West Seattle, we visit Thunder Road Guitars. But Gene Autry, built by Harmony in the USA from 1952. We also check in with Green Stage Theater. The last 18 months of that pandemic just kind of like crashing in, and uh, I think everybody was very, very emotional. All of this and more is coming up on Podcast West Seattle. As I record this, it is Wednesday, July 14th. A check of the upcoming weather shows pretty much more of the same sunny, low 80s weather we've been seeing, with a cooler, cloudy day on Friday. Now let's take a look at some West Seattle area headlines. The devastating fire that closed eight White Center businesses in the early morning of July 5th was ruled arson by the King County Sheriff's Office. WestsideSeattle.com has had great coverage of the businesses affected and their plans to bounce back. This past Saturday, the West Seattle Blog and the West Seattle Junction Association co-hosted a mayoral forum. Nine candidates participated in the in-person event. There is a complete video of the event and a thorough written summary available at the West Seattle Blog. The ongoing road construction continues to worsen. As of this moment, Delridge is closed between Trenton and Holden. That is roughly from Westwood Village to the Home Depot, and a reminder that you also cannot cross Delridge between those two points. Now let's look ahead to a couple of events coming up. This weekend will bring the return of Shakespeare in the Park to West Seattle for the first time since 2019. I spoke with Daniel Wood of Green Stage Theater about what their opening night was like last weekend and where we can find them in West Seattle this weekend. We opened on Friday the 9th. It was exhilarating and overwhelming. <laughs> um, we had over 300 people come out that night, and then the next night uh, about 400 people came out. So um, it was a very successful opening. The cast is made up of a bunch of Seattle veterans and Green Stage veterans, and there was just kind of this atmosphere of nerves that you don't usually get from veterans, myself included, you know, just kind of like jittery. And um, we've been away for, for so long and, you know, kind of being around all these people for the first time, seeing an audience for the first time, uh, it was emotionally overwhelming. Um, and I, I think it took everybody a little bit to kind of like settle into it, um, and which we did. You know, the curtain call was was very emotional um, at the end. Just you finally like put it in front of this audience that you haven't seen for you know a year and a half, and um, and they're all clapping and uh, just kind of like the weight of the last 18 months of that pandemic just kind of like crashing in, and uh, I think everybody was very very emotional. Midsummer Night's Dream this this coming weekend, this coming Friday, Saturday, Sunday, will be at Lincoln Park. Um, we will be performing at seven o'clock on Friday, seven o'clock on Saturday, and three o'clock on Sunday. Usually, we're performing in different parts, so check greenstage.org to, for the calendar of where everyone will be. We are. So excited to be back, and it's really great um, just being able to do free Shakespeare in the park for everybody again. You know, been going on for 33 seasons now, and uh, last year was the only one that we haven't been outside performing. You know, on the grass, under the sun, in front of people, um, and we're just really excited to be back. 
This weekend's performances appear to be the only ones in West Seattle this season, so now's your chance. As usual, the West Seattle Farmer's Market will be this Sunday from 10 to 2. Not as usual, mayoral candidate Colleen Echohawk will be at the market from noon to 1245, answering questions in a town hall-style format. She will spend other parts of the day canvassing in West Seattle neighborhoods. And now it's time to check out one of West Seattle's more unique businesses. West Seattle has always had a reputation as a music-friendly neighborhood, and for the last 11 years, we've had a guitar store becoming of that reputation. What is referred to as like the Hendrix era of Strat, so this is the, the this variation of the Stratocaster is what Jimi Hendrix would have used. Uh, my name is Frank Gross, and I'm the owner and founder of uh, Thunder Road Guitars. I, growing up, worked in guitar shops and uh, larger guitar chain stores uh, in the Seattle area. I worked at a, a store in Pioneer Square called Emerald City Guitars when I was a teenager. And then um, when I was in my early 20s, I worked at Guitar Center, which is kind of the, you know, like Walmart of, of music stores. Um, so I kind of got to see both sides of how the musical instrument industry works and played in bands and kind of did that throughout my teens and early 20s and moved to California with a band I was playing in and you know made like a go at it and uh, it didn't end the best and I decided that I didn't really want to do that anymore or do that try to pursue that professionally so what do I know how to do I can sell guitars I can do that <laughs> so decided that we we're uh, I was going to try to open a guitar store. Yeah. I wrote like a little business plan. It's like, okay, if we can do this, then, we, then, then we're on to something. And I think that that was like, we can sell like one guitar a week. Like I'll be happy, you know? And that grew to a few guitars in a week and grew into like one guitar a day. And it just kind of snowballed from there. Uh, our first location was 3916 California, which was just north of the West Seattle Junction. Um, the, that's, uh, the size of that store was about 700 or 800 square feet, so it was pretty small. Um, and then we moved to uh, 4736 California, which is like right in the middle of the junction. And that store was huge. We had tons of space there. And, um, you know, we we're kind of right in the middle of, of the hustle and the bustle down there. Um, and then in 2019, we acquired this building and moved down here. It's easy to fall into the narrative that West Seattle's a cool neighborhood, so of course there's a cool guitar store here, right? Man, you guys must just get to sit around and play guitar all day, huh? What Frank told me was when he first started, he wanted something different than a dusty guitar shop. Here's Laura Radford from the West Seattle Junction Association. I was excited when I learned that a guitar shop was coming into the junction for many years. The only music here was really Easy Street Records, which of course they completely hold their own. But having a companion music store in the junction was really exciting. And once I met Frank, you can just feel the kind of person he is the moment you meet him. He just loves guitars and you can just tell that the moment you you walk in he's the guitar shop for the every person i think we we try to have a curated selection of guitars we don't just grab anything we really really try to find things that fit our vibe and what we what we try to do and um stuff like that just doesn't walk in every day so we kind of have to go out and get it the 
first thing, like we have, like in my head, I have kind of a Rolodex of brands that we like to carry, and that Rolodex can grow or shrink depending on the, the day. Um, but we look for things that are first and foremost like a, a usable instrument, so something that somebody can use and isn't just like kind of a wall hanger. Um, and then with the vintage stuff, we want to check like the originality of it. So what things have been replaced versus what things are original on it. Keeping a guitar store open in a high rent area like West Seattle's Junction is no easy feat. He has a clean, tidy shop. Everything is well presented because if you're a musician, you know that you can go through your music shops and guitar shops and go through a lot of different items to find that one treasure. What I love about Frank's shop is every guitar is a treasure. Thunder Road Guitars does a nice job of serving the neighborhood's guitar players, from the amateur to the professional. It is also a must-visit shop for collectors of vintage I guitars. <laughs> I have a few pieces. Um, this is Brent Crossley. I mean, quantity-wise, maybe 12, 13 guitars right now. Not a huge amount. Um, I didn't start getting into vintage guitars until about 12, 13 years ago. My mm, obsession slash hobby slash addiction of um, guitars. I'm sure you've heard this thing called gas, guitar acquisition syndrome. So I have a, I've probably fallen into that camp pretty quickly. And so anyway, I went in there one day and Frank was behind the counter and he had a few other other um, guys working with him there and we just sort of struck up a little conversation and then I I stepped I started going in there this is when he was up near Admiral as I would go into the shop more and more Frank and I would talk up a conversation and and uh, I saw this Gibson Les Paul on the wall one day when I was in there and I always wanted a real Les Paul and so I said well I'm just gonna trade in all my stuff that I had. I went in there and traded like 10 guitars for the Les Paul. <laughs> so that was kind of our first relationship with trading, buying, selling kind of thing. So now it's more like, what is the collection? Not how many is a collection? Because originally it was like, just buy, buy, buy all these little sort of guitars, maybe in five, $600, $800, but quickly moved on to other things. And Frank also was growing his business, um, and he started getting in more valuable pieces. So I kind of grew up with that a little bit. Um, Brent pays pretty close attention to guitars and guitar shops, and he thinks Thunder Road compares well to some of the best shops nationally. There's some really great guitar shops all over the U.S. that have a similar model to Frank, um, like Carter Vintage in Nashville, and uh, Norm's Rare Guitars down in uh, Los Angeles. And I try, I, I communicate with all these guys because I'm sort of in, in, I'm in that thing now. Um, because everybody gets a great thing, or, you know, like somebody brings in a great guitar to sell, that immediately it goes up on Instagram. So that's another thing that's sort of new with this whole thing is a lot of selling is done off of Instagram. Um, but he has grown his business so huge now that um that a lot of it's all web-based uh and and then the locals like all the big guys going there like eddie vetter mike mccready i mean even when guys come to town they come to visit joe bonamassa all these big guitar guys so he's got a real following and people there's a homey environment in there 
it's still a business, but it's it's a really good place to be, and he's a good guy to work with. Brent showed me one of his guitars and told me about it. So this is a guitar that I got from Frank, and uh, the case is kind of unique. It uh, it looks kind of like a I don't know. They caught like a Western leather uh, tooled case. It's not actually leather, but it's like a vinyl. And uh, when you open the thing up, you'll see it looks really sort of wild here. It's it has uh, cowhide, fake cowhide on the inside, and the guitar that's in it is a 1964 Dove, uh, Gibson Dove, and this is a acoustic guitar like most famous like the rolling stones um tom petty uh several other people used a guitar like this um though it's special about this guitar is it has double pick guards on it and it came from the factory with two pick guards and it's kind of abnormal let me see what When I went into the shop, I said to Frank, I said, hey, what, what's the case with it? It doesn't have its original case. And he goes, I don't know if it's the original case. It's like this, you know, kind of like leather thing with this cowhide thing in the inside. And when he opened it up, I was like, like, it just seemed kind of funny. Like, I was like, what is this thing? And, I, you know, we, we made a deal or whatever, and I was able to get it. I was really happy to get this guitar because it's really rare to find a double dove um, Pickguard and uh, Gibson had some serious magic going on with their instruments in 63, 64 and so this one it sounds great, plays great, has a great neck Hearing Brent talk about the story of his guitar made me realize something about Thunder Road guitars that makes it feel different from other guitar shops It's not just that Frank knows guitars he knows these guitars. He knows their stories. So this one was built in 1952, but Gene Autry built by Harmony in the USA and um, has the original strap <laughs> that these came with. And it looks like a piece of rope, but it is the strap that came new with these. Yeah, I like these. So if you, if you come into the store, you'll probably see one or two of these hanging around. So I think they're cool. And occasionally, Custom there's a really guitar. special guitar. Recreation of a guitar Mike McCready from Pearl Jam, played throughout his whole career. And, um, each store that was able to get one got one so we got ours it was spoken for immediately and since then we've had tons yeah. and tons and tons of people asking like about three it calls a day, yeah. at least. So, and then like yeah. we'd be out and somebody would see like yeah. they saw him wearing a hat and they're like, one of those yeah it actually came in yesterday and um the guy that was lucky enough to get it came in and picked it up and um one of the guys on staff is buddies with mike was texting him like hey we got this guitar of yours in and um he insisted on facetiming the guy that bought it mike mccready did and was like i want to talk to him i think that's really cool and they had a conversation here in the store about this guitar that fender made a, a, a recreation of his and it was just really cool so the, the customer was like absolutely floored he was so stoked and um yeah and brent told a story of an exceptionally special is, guitar. One day Frank sent, I think I got an email from her or something saying, with a picture of a Les Paul. And I was like, oh, what's that? You know, he's like, you gotta come down and see it. And I was like, okay. So I come down there. It was a 1960 Les Paul, okay? Which is like a burst 
Les Paul, which is like the holy grail, one of the big holy grail guitars, because they only made them from 1958 to 1960. And there's only like 1,200 instruments that's built. Those guitars from that era are really, they're like Stradivarius instruments. And, you know, 100 years from now, people will still be wanting those instruments. But Frank found, some guy came in and said, here, I got this guitar to sell, and it was a 1960 burst, and that's like quarter million dollar guitar. And um, and I'm like, oh, like I was so nervous, like around just looking at the thing, because how do you deal with, you know, a quarter million dollar instrument? And then Frank's like, yeah, we're gonna sell it, and this and that, and he put it up online. That's probably the biggest fish he's ever had. The reason that Frank is so successful is he's so good. He's just an all-around good person. Um, as I said, all of his guitars are, there's a backstory, there's a reason what the guitar is there. He treats people in his community well. He treats musicians well. And if you built like a West Seattle dude, it would be Frank. My father was a musician and a guitar player and bass player uh, when I was growing up. And when I was a young, young man, so like under, you know, pre-teens, I was really into sports, like basketball and soccer, and played played on West Seattle soccer teams and basketball teams and stuff. And um, one of my best buddies at the time played drums, and he was learning how to play drums. And we joked about starting a band. Like, we should start a band, but I, I didn't know how to play anything. So I bugged my dad to teach me how to play guitar. And that kind of sparked this whole thing. I mean, the whole playing in bands and just guitar stores, working in guitar stores, being obsessed with guitars all started right there. So I think that would be the, uh, the catalyst <laughs> for all of it. Thunder Road Guitars is located at 6400 California Avenue Southwest in Morgan Junction. They're open Tuesday through Saturday, 10 to 6. Thanks to Frank for lending me his time and showing me around the store, and thanks to Laura and Brent as well. That's all for this episode of Podcast West Seattle. Keep spreading the word about the podcast. Reach out to us on Twitter or Facebook and let us know what you like, what you'd like to hear more of, or if you have any story ideas. And of course, you should subscribe to keep up to date. Until next time, rock on, West Seattle.